Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today's episode is about loving the people in our lives who have walked away from God. Welcome back to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. Always great to be with my buddy John. How you doing, man? Man, I am doing great. We are getting revved up for Christmas. Yeah, so, so we are officially full-blown into the Christmas season. Yep, it's good stuff. Yeah, of course, at my local Walmart, they've been in the Christmas season for about six weeks now <laughs> or, or longer. You know, I went to buy, you know, it, the lawn and garden stuff, and I couldn't even find anything for the lawn and garden because the Christmas trees had already were already there, and this was in September. Yeah, every year it goes earlier and earlier, and Black yeah. Friday, you know, I came off, we came off the mission field, sure. myself and my wife, and we went on a Black Friday shopping tour. I, I mean, it's crazy. Yes. So, uh, you know, God help us all, right? The best thing that ever happened was the ability to shop via the internet. Yep. <laughs> Amazon, thank you very much. All right, so... Related to that, are you a wait to the last minute to buy gifts or are you plan ahead, buy early, all of that? I hate to say this, we got confession here, confession time uh, on the podcast, but uh, I am a terrible procrastinator. Okay. Terrible. Like, I wait to the last minute and then I'll, you know, I will I will do some, you know, pre-work early trying to figure out what everybody wants. And, sure. But uh, I am terrible about waiting. And, you know, pastoring over the years is the busiest time of year. Sure. So you keep going, well, next week I'll do it. Oh, you know, next Tuesday or third. And it just, and, it, and then you get caught at this time. It really can be, you know, yeah. I'm I'm not the greatest <laughs> shopping for gifts. Um, yeah. If you would like to send money today to the John and Krista Bailey Counseling Fund, that might be beneficial. Yeah, just early kidding. on, and now she just kind of knows that's just the way it is. And uh, I do I do buy nice stuff, and I do spend money. Just um, it, it just. Uh, so I, I, I don't leave it undone. It just it gets done late. So yeah, gotcha. how about yourself? Uh, I, I'm sure it's a tremendous shock to you that I plan and you know try to buy early and yeah, yeah no I yeah I'm probably terrible at that. You know I, I had family predictable family members that would start shopping for Christmas right after Christmas. They would have all these sales oh, that they would yeah, run I'm and then they would person. buy their Christmas for next year. Yeah, you're not that. No, not at all. Thank not you, at all. I didn't and, want to have to end my friendship no. with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we'll talk about this maybe in an, another week, but I love giving gifts. I mean, yeah. I really, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, which is great because my wife loves getting gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I struggle with getting gifts. Yeah. You know, um, like my kids say I'm the har- hardest person on the planet to shop for. Yeah. And, you know, and part of that's because I just don't really, I don't need anything, Yeah, you know? And so, you know, I, I think I'm always happy with whatever I get, but, you know, I don't really need anything, but, but I love, you know, I think like one of my highest things on uh, an emotional scale would be to see a smile that you know is genuine on somebody's face when they've opened a gift and you knew, you know, you hit, yep. you know, the target. That's just so sweet. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Well, all right. So today's topic is uh, about as 180 degrees from the Christmas thing as we could get, but it's a very, very important topic. And it's a topic that's dear 
to many people's hearts. Mm -hmm. And today we want to talk about walking with those who have walked away from their faith. Yeah. Very good, Mark. And you know, and the one the one tie-in is this is that we're coming to a time of year that for some people, uh, the only time that they go to church is, you know, the Christmas mm-hmm. and Easter. And um, I know that this is something that's near and dear to your heart. First of all, you were raised in the pastor's home, yep. uh, then walked away from your faith, yep. and then the Lord uh brought you back. And 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 you've had just like myself some um, you know, difficulties with family members that you know, you try to witness to, and I, you know, when you come into this Christmas season and our hearts can be so full of, you know, the incredible gift that Jesus has given. Mm -hmm. And then you look at people that you've invested and you've loved and you've cared for and to see them, you know, walk, walk away from that faith and to either be ambivalent or antagonistic. So how do you emotionally, how do you, how do you manage that? It's, you know, it's not easy. Um, I think there's a couple of things that I that you know I would counsel people in and having walked with people through this process is one it's not about you. Yep. You know, it's about that person. So mm-hmm. don't take that personally. You know, yep. in in one sense it's that's hard not to do because you know it, it's we care so deeply about this. Yep. You know, so but one I would say don't don't make it personal. It's their decision, not your decision. Yeah. But that, that's got to be a big thing. I mean, there's people watching today and they have children perhaps or people that have been good friends that they have just loved and, and poured their heart out to. And, and you know, and then, you know, you have scriptures that go, a man shouldn't be a pastor if his household oh. <laughs> isn't in order. And is and it can be a ready-made guilt trip. You know what I mean? If Oh, you have no great idea. Truth, great truth. But what that does internally can really carry a lot of shame with. Oh, I sat with, I, so a few months ago, I got a call from a pastor. I got a text from a pastor and a ministry leader. And he said, Hey, walk in. We know here and we are close friends. Yeah. He knows I'm a grace filled person, you know, would do anything for this guy. Sends me a text and he goes, Hey, we know a couple Mm -hmm. who's walking through this issue with a child, mm-hmm. you know, you know, do you have any counsel for right. us? And I wrote him back a few things and, you know, he was, he wrote back and he said, thank you. And, you know, and I said, Hey, if they need somebody to talk to, you know, we're here, we'd be willing to talk with them if that ha- would help them. He said, thank you. And this is a person that's close with me. I'm yeah. saying all this because it shows the the shame factor, especially if you happen to be like a Christian leader. Yeah. So you're a leader in your church or you're a pastor or you're in some other form of ministry. And so months go by mm-hmm. and we, we chit chat. We send usually by text, but mm-hmm. we, we end up setting up a time to talk. We call, we're talking to each other. We're an hour into the conversation and another subject comes up. And then he says, hey, remember when I texted you a few months ago and I asked you that question? I'm like, of course. You know, and he goes, it's us. Wow. Here's a person that knows I don't talk to other people about anybody's stuff. Right. He knows I care for him and would do anything for him. Mm -hmm. That's why he reached out in a text. Right. And yet the pain and the shame was so great 
uh, for a ministry leader that in this case, their child had walked away from the faith that he couldn't, in that initial conversation, be completely transparent about it. That just shows the deep level of pain. So when I say don't take it personally, I realize that's harder. It's easier to say than to do. Yeah. So we can just start off by saying, hey, this week we're talking about something that can really go to to, to some very uh, deep issues and is not as simple as just somebody that needs Christ. Sometimes a lot of emotions and a lot of places can get tied into this. So I have a question for you. So here, you know, you have someone in your life. They've walked away from their faith. Unfortunately, some people, uh, and I can include myself at times in this, mm-hmm. is that you you can nearly, every time you see the person, you talk about their spiritual failings. That cannot be healthy, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> that would be the opposite <laughs> right. of healthy. Yeah. And then the other side is to go, well, you know, they know the truth. They'll come back whenever they get ready. And then you say nothing. So how do you find the balance of going, okay, so this person that I love, I know that they have... Uh, heard the truths of the scripture, mm-hmm. uh, but their hearts are very far away. So, how do you navigate through that? What's what's the what what's the tension, if you would like? How do you balance that and go? How do I how do I uh, continue to let this person know that I care without overwhelming them? Yeah. So, if you'll allow me, I'm going to back up a little bit before that. I'll allow you to. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here's where some people fail. Yep. We're getting ready to go into Christmas. Family comes together. Here's my opportunity. <laughs> you know. I bought you a, now, a, a nice <laughs> gift. And if you would just pray with me, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that's it. Here's the gift back, you know. Um, so there's a couple of things. Yeah. One, you, you know, truth can only be carried across a bri- the bridge of relationship. Yep. So two pieces here. You know, I'm always quick to talk about, you know, we're, we're, we're proclaimers. We get yes. that, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. Jesus purchased the right for me to preach the gospel on the cross, and he validated it with an empty tomb. Amen. I got to do nothing to deserve you know, I, this is grace. The fact that I get to be involved in ministry is, it's a privilege. Anything that had to be paid, he paid. Amen. So, and so I have the right, because I'm a child of God, because I am an ambassador of his, I have the right to preach the gospel. Right. However, there's a big difference between my right to preach the gospel and somebody else giving me the right to listen to it. Right. Those are two very different things. One of those does not require trust. The other one does. Very good. So if it's what happens in the in-betweens that I think allows us to keep the relationship open. Yep. So I know somebody that handled this, I think, in an incredibly good way. And so one day they they told me that they were praying and they said they had a child who had walked away from their faith pretty, pretty far and pretty fast. And, you know, yeah, you know, with a fist in the air, looking backwards sort of idea, you know? 
And they said that the Lord spoke to them one day and told them, you need to find things with your child that are not good or bad mm-hmm. over which you can celebrate. You know, here's the challenge. As a Christian who, you know, understands that we are an eternal being that's going to spend eternity somewhere, mm-hmm. this is always the most driving you know, it's almost like nothing else matters yeah. if this piece isn't right. And, and in eternity, yes. But in the in-between, this guy said, I realized that I had to find things in my child's life that were neutral. Right. They weren't morally, there was nothing moral attached to them. Like, yeah. you are a really hard worker. Yes. You know, you are way ahead in your understanding of finances than I was at your age. You know, they found things in the child's life that they could, and this was an adult child, that they could celebrate in their life. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, because we're not one-dimensional. We're not just faith or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for us. And and what you're saying is you're you're saying, hey, I'm not going to go out and, you know, smoke pot with you and get high. And because I want to connect with you, so we're not going to go there. And at the same time, I know spiritually you're not where I'm at, so I can't really expect you to come there. So I need to find those connecting places that are in the in the in between that I can be real that that brings a connection between the two of us. So that as I at some point share share my faith, that um, that there's a relationship and a trust that's built. So you'll listen, because I think this goes to the core, I think, of the issue and is why it's so emotionally charged is like we believe the gospel. Oh, and yeah. We believe there's a heaven and we believe that there's a hell. I've invested and my future in it. That's my whole <laughs> life. Right. And and it's truth. And we know that from the scriptures. So now you go uh, if it's a child or a loved one and or you go parent. or a parent yeah. and you go i am going to live the rest of my life in heaven and i've settled that with jesus hallelujah but i would like to spend that time in eternity with the people that i love sure and it means a lot that they make that decision how we navigate through that is the difference between doing it and doing it with wisdom and again wisdom you know, uh, he who wins souls is wise. So now we're walking through this and we're going, Lord, let the Holy Spirit guide me and give me wisdom as I'm trying to help repair what's broken maybe in somebody's faith. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it's a value mm-hmm. to actually sit down with those people in a non-defensive posture. So if you're going to do what I'm about to suggest, you can argue. Right. You just have to grin and bear it sort of idea. Yep. And that is, would you tell me your story? Yes. You know, I observed it from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. but I wasn't inside of you. Can mm-hmm. you help me understand why you made this decision? Yeah. You know, I, d- I did that with an individual at one point <clears throat> and, um, you know, this this person was just seriously struggling with their faith and was going through a time of just really a lot of abusive behavior was coming out. We'll come mm-hmm. to find out 
when you go through his history as a as a young boy, he was abused and mm. you know asking God for freedom and help and never really never really you know found that mm. uh, in a way that was meaningful to walk out. He, he probably needed to to have counseling or mm. something sure. at an early age and never went to anybody. And then he becomes an adult. And here's here's the issue with it is that he's saying, well, hey, if God, if you're good, then how did how did you allow me to walk through these things? Sure. Those are real issues. You can't just dismiss it in a moment. And at the same time, I believe that the Bible gives us great answers. But you have to be able to sit and listen to the story so that you can begin to start a healing process. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I am. The only thing I would say is to take that the one step further is, you know, sometimes we like to be the answer man. Yes. And in that case, I think the trust, if if there's if we're gonna ask is is asking questions, yes. not giving answers. Right. You know, then the next step is, you know, for me is testing the waters. Yes. So, you know, truth delivered at a time when somebody's not ready to listen to truth can yeah. actually inoculate them from the truth. Sure. So it 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 just builds up more. It solidifies barriers. the position. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they become more rigid sure. in their approach. So instead of like diving in with both, you know, you know, you know, just to find out how deep the pool is. Sure. Test it. So I'll ask a question, not maybe of that person, but if we're in a bigger, you know, something, you know, try to move the a safe conversation 10 degrees toward faith yep. and see if there's any positive response not meaning that they're ready to return back to Christ, but they're just willing to have a conversation. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, sometimes we're like, this is our only opportunity. You know, I'm only going to see this person at Christmas. So I got to give them both barrels. That almost, I can't think of one time that's ever worked. Oh, it, do, it doesn't. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I agree with you. Definitely agree with you. Yeah. So for me, one of the last, you know, I've this could be a 10-part series. But the other thing is, is that I'm always, you know, I'm always ready to talk when the Lord wants me to talk, test to see if the waters, you know, are warm, mm -hmm. <laughs> are they hospitable, you know, you know, and if they are, then I'm going to try to, you know, gently in love, share truth, never focus on, for me, I don't focus on external behaviors. Mm -hmm. I focus on the heart. Sure. Because sometimes attached to this, we it's hard for us to acknowledge this, but mm -hmm. if they're a family member, sometimes we really just want the external behavior to change. Yep. It's like, it'd be great if the heart changes, but if she just stopped doing that, I'd be okay. Sure. You know, the problem is that doesn't solve the spiritual condition. Yep. You know, that person's problem isn't that they are acting in this way. Their problem is that they don't love God. Yep. If the God question gets answered, the other issues get answered. So I would say don't focus on the external behaviors. Yep. And then the last one is I am always praying for people who have walked away from their faith that God will bring peers mm -hmm. 
in addition to not abdicating my responsibility, but in addition to I'm praying that God will bring peers into their life that they would be willing to receive truth from. So, and it's exactly what Jesus taught. He, he said, get the inside of the cup clean. And if you can get the inside of the cup clean, then the outside will get clean. But unfortunately, what many of us try to do, and it's uh, understandable, but we work on the externals. And I think that Jesus and the Holy Spirit is always trying to help us get to uh, some of the core issues that are going on inside, because if those can get healed, you certainly can see the other things are those the other things are easy to deal with once the internal issues are dealt with. Yeah, you know, are far easier. Yes, I wouldn't say they're easy, but they're definitely there's a foundation to build on. Yes, otherwise you don't have anything to build on, you know, yeah. whatsoever. All right, so you know we're acknowledging there's various levels of relationship with people. So there's family, obviously they're yep. dear and you know, you know, near and dear. Then there's, you know, further, you know, people get further and further. So let's let's assume we got a coworker. Right. You know, that we work with. I mean, people, the majority of people who listen to us, who, you know, watch this podcast, they're not professional ministers. Right. You know, they work a, a job, you know, they 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 hopefully have conversations about faith mm-hmm. in the workplace as much as that's, you know, capable wherever they happen to be, they, they come across somebody that, so let's, okay, let's take it from this perspective. I've been praying that God will bring somebody into a peer, into that person's life. They're the peer. Yeah. What do they do? How do they handle that? No, this, this is good. And I think that there's, you know, um, there's a a few things that you have to keep in mind. One, for some people, their issues and walking away from their faith is, is doctrinal issues, mm-hmm. just things like they literally will study the Bible and go, you know, how can there be a good God and there's a hell that exists? Sure. I can't put those two together. Right. Um, now, I definitely believe because, we, you know, as you, we believe fully in God's word. And I believe that it is both consistent that there's heaven and a hell and that there is a God who loves us. That's why Jesus was sent as the, you know, um, uh, to, to pay for our sins. But that is, some of those are doctrinal areas. Um you know, do, do I really believe that God's word is true? The the other side of that is people deal with hurts. Yeah, sure. People deal with church hurt. People deal with uh, going through painful experiences in church, and then they then they're going, sure. "Hey, if that's what church is, no, thank you." Yeah, sure. So one thing that I try to do as I you know work work through with people that have you know, walked away from the faith is try to try to get a feel of like, why are you at the place that you're at? And some people will have deep hurt and then they'll attach some doctrinal issue along with it. How can God be good and look at all of the suffering in the world? And they cannot put those two things together. And so as you listen and as you walk with them, it's just exactly what you're saying. And you're building a relationship. You ask the Holy Spirit, God, open the door that will go to the places that has put the person in the position that they're in and deal with those hard issues. So uh, sometimes as a friend, it's easier than it is as a parent. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Or, or if a it, family member. Or if you or have a parent. Of, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, for 17 years, I prayed for my dad every day. He was, you know, not walking with God. He at one point uh, had made a profession of faith, mm. walked away from God, was just, I mean, was 
just doing a lot of unhealthy behavior. Mm. 17 years as a new believer, I prayed for him every day. And I will tell you, I was never so happy as the day that he gave his life to Christ. And today he's like, he's like, he just had his 86th birthday. Mm, He teaches in Sunday school. God has done such a work of transformation in his life. That's amazing. Um, But it was, it was a long road. And sometimes Mm. when you get into this, you can't, you know, it's not always simple fixes. It's not cliches that are going to change them. I guarantee you it's not cliches that are going to change them. (laughs) Not sometimes, always. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mark, if I catch what you're saying, uh, so you have somebody that you love, you right. care about, whether it's a friend or family member, mm-hmm. and they have a lifestyle that is not lining up with the scripture. Oh, it sure. could be yeah. oh, all kinds of things, a myriad of things. Yeah, sure. But you're going, but I love this person. I want to be connected with this person. So the yeah. temptation is so if I can agree with their sin or I can go, hey, Maybe it's really not that bad. Sure. You know, maybe the yep. Bible isn't all that's for today. And when what's happened in many places in, in Christianity is that now we're, we are lowering what the Bible says is true so that we can be seen as people who are not against this behavior or that behavior. Yes. So I would say, yes, 100%. Right. Now, we got this ch- challenge because over the last you know, couple of decades, Christians have become more identified with what they're against than what they're for. And so in some respects, we've set ourselves up for failure in this area. Instead of saying, you know, we're for this and helping people understand what we are and who we are and how we serve and all those good things, we become no, you know, we we, we like to think we're, we're standing with the truth. Right. You know, and maybe there's a truth piece in there, but it's not truth expressed in love. Yeah, you know, this may be a good way because I can certainly speak to this as a pastor. I do believe that it's really important that we teach in our in our churches. We're doing the discipleship process. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you know, overuse of alcohol or drugs is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, being, um, you know, living in a relationship where you're not married but you're living together. That's wrong. Right. Um, homosexuality, uh, myriad of issues there. That's wrong. Sure. But but what we've done is we've made it such a public issue and we have focused on that so much that general population is then looking and going, well, everything that I hear from you to get a big hallelujah on a Sunday morning is that, you know, you're against these particular things. When in fact, we do need to teach our children, teenagers, young adults, this is what the Bible says, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. But that does not mean that that does not need to be the focus of what our ministry is, particularly when we're speaking to people. Yes, and I think we also need to acknowledge that the law was actually instituted for our good. Right. Not for restraint. Yes. You know, so you know, but, but when we focus on all we're all we talk about is what we're against. Yes. Nobody looks at that and goes, that's for my good. They think yes. that's for my, you want to control me, you know, rather than saying, you know, the wise approach to this is before you take a fence down, ask why it was put up in the first place. Right. <laughs> you know, there might be an angry bull on the other side of that fence. Yeah. but And this is the tension when it's, it's our podcast. It's truth. And then it's grace. So, hey, we want to be about speaking truth. 
but then we need to understand the grace and the love of God. Yeah. So on that one side we were talking about, I would call that sloppy. So that that um, compromise right. would be sloppy grace. Right. It's not. It's not biblical grace. Yes. You know. It's. It's. So it's that compromise that just accepts anything for the sake of staying relationally connected. Yeah. However, but a, but a, but a big portion of the church world, if you go, you know, large church world, even denominations have taken that route as far as what they preach, believe, and speak is is compromising on truth, and it becomes that sloppy grace. Some I have, and particularly I think ones that sometimes have a big platform. Yes. I think there's a huge righteous group of pastors and churches out there that have not gone down that yeah. path. But but yes, the ones Agreed. that make the I agree big with that. the ones that make the big splash in the media mm-hmm. oftentimes are there. Yep. So on the other side of the compromise piece is condemnation. Right. So we're acknowledging the sloppy grace, you know, compromise piece is wrong, but so is the condemnation piece. Right. I mean, like to the point that, you know, I've heard of parents like saying, I'm not going to be in a relationship Mm. with that child until they repent and return. Well, I guarantee you in that situation, they're never repenting and they're never returning. I mean, what, I mean, really what you're doing is you're, you, it seems like you're putting a wall up that there's no reason to put a wall up. If the person is not, you know, they're in a place and they're not a person of faith, just like anybody else who doesn't know Christ, we would show the love of God. We wouldn't put a wall up with non-believers. So why would you do that with a, a child or somebody that you care about? Absolutely. That's, right. you just nailed it. Yep. You know, so to you know if, if if the harder question sometimes and this is a different podcast but is what do we do with the person who claims to be a Christ follower right. but isn't living like one how do we live in that's a different story yeah. but when they say you know look i'm not a person of faith i'm not a christian i don't believe in jesus i don't love god all those things bible's actually really clear on how we interact with those people that's right you know it's love Mercy, grace, truth, those are the things that we bring to the table. So I look at the 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 bridge. I love that analogy. You know, what use it probably in every episode somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I think it captures what we're talking about, the tension between truth and grace. Yep. You know, we're not saying it's either or, we're saying it's both and and the bridge is where we walk across, we navigate that tension. So the the bridge between condemnation on the you know one side and compromise on the other is Christ-centered compassion. Yeah. Not just compassion. Yep. Christ-centered compassion. So that holds on to both truth and grace. Yep. That says nobody walks away without a story. Right. Let me hear your story. That's the compassion piece. You know, and 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 sometimes, let's face it, sometimes some of these decisions to walk away where the person mm-hmm. asking the question may actually be the root of the person, you know, that they the perceived pain, or in yeah. some cases, honestly, the real pain. Yeah. And so, well, that, certainly, can I, can I say this? Because I think this is very consistent with how Christ did ministry. L- look at the woman at the well. I don't know if you've ever read that story and go, Jesus, could you just get to the point the woman is living in sin <laughs> and you just need to tell her, like, hey, I'm the Christ. You need sure. to repent and turn to, you know. And But he's talking conversationally 
And she's literally a part of it. She's not even telling the truth about where she's at. And she's trying to make these religious arguments. But he so patiently is listening to her story. He's bringing truth into it, yeah. but it's not with condemnation. And by the end of the story, she has this incredible revelation of Christ. She becomes the first missionary in the New Testament. She goes, she goes back to the city, and the whole city comes out to find Christ. But it was because the interaction was 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 powerful. He listened to the story, mm-hmm. allowed her to get to the place that she had this revelation of the love of God, and her life was changed forever. Thank you for stealing my thunder. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, good. The Holy Spirit gave me that just a minute before you. <laughs> it, but that's, a, that's a, John yeah. 4. That's really what we're looking at here. Yeah. J- Jesus wasn't, didn't compromise truth. Right. Neither did he condemn. Very good. It was Christ-centered compassion. Hmm. And he brought the, he always brought the issue back to the heart. Yep. And that's what we have to be able to do and willing to do. And that means we in some respects we re, we we discipline ourselves to ignore everything else. When a horse gets out on the track to run, yeah. they put blinders on them so they can't see what's beside <laughs> them because they'll get distracted. Yeah. We we intentionally discipline ourselves to put blinders on that says, I'm not going to deal with this issue. I'm not going to deal with this issue. The only issue that's important mm-hmm. here is the heart. If yeah. the heart gets right, everything else eventually falls into place. And so, you know, I think we have to discipline ourselves to make sure mm-hmm. we stay heart focused. Yeah. So, so to, to make this really practical as we're coming to the end. So once again. We have this loved one, this friend, this person that we care about that's walked away from the faith. Mm. And now we're going, okay, we're, we're, we're not condemning, we're speaking truth. So how do you navigate to that place where you take the, the next step and go, how, how does that, that transformation take place? And I know there's no set rule or guidelines or time, but if, the, if you were giving advice and going, how do you go through that process so that you can see them turn from that place where they've rejected their faith and they begin to embrace uh, their their faith in Christ? I don't think there's one approach. You, you've already said that. You know, I think we acknowledge that God is, you know, we don't bring anything to the table mm-hmm. to in the salvation equation. Right. So in our relationship with people, I think we have to be careful that we don't ask people to bring stuff to the table. So, you know, we're not saying, you know, straighten out your life and then we'll we'll have this conversation. Right. That's not healthy. You know, I think truth can be incremental. Yep. So we don't have to go for the jugular every single time. I think, you know, if a person's not thirsty, it doesn't matter if you've got the best water in the world. Right. So I, for me, I, I like to have conversations that are seasoned with yeah. truth, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, they're an appetizer. They're not a T-bone steak yep. because that test hunger. And I think if properly received, you know, part of the thing about an appetizer is it's it actually stimulates the appetite. 
But if you're, you know, if if you just drop a five pound piece of meat down in front of somebody, they're probably going to be turned off, <laughs> you know, even if they're hungry, you know, we want to. So I think we, we that incremental approach is healthy. I think we keep the long term in view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we we want obviously we, we deeply care about these people. We want to see them come back to a loving God. Mm-hmm. Right. But we have to keep the long term, you know, view. And I do, you know, there's people who we, you know, inside of Christianity, people have different views on this. But, you know, for me, the thing that brings me so much hope, John, and I, I probably would just end with this from my perspective. You may have some other things to add, but from my perspective, I have to remind myself, God wants them in his kingdom infinitely more than I do. Amen. He created them for relationship. Yep. And the most powerful, winsome, attractive force in the universe is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Who is working when I'm not. And, you know, just I'll end with this as a testimony. Recently, Amy and I were having a conversation about something, and I forget what provoked it. And all of a sudden, both of us, almost simultaneously, were reminded of the fact that at one time in our lives, both of us had turned away from our faith, Mm -hmm. and our decision, by God's grace— to come back to him had nothing to do with our parents. Yeah. They weren't even involved in the conversation. Yep. Now, they were probably the biggest cheerleaders. When they were praying. They were praying. The scenes, yeah. Yes. But the decision to come back wasn't because they were preaching to me. Yep. You know, God was, God was working. Yep. And, you know... As that final piece of that final piece, you know, I'm remind. David said, "I, you know, I on my bed, my sin is ever before me." Yep. You know, sometimes the old Shakespearean, you know, expression, "I think thou protest too much." <laughs> you know, sometimes the louder someone talks against something, the more they're wrestling with it themselves. Yeah. So I think we need to keep that in mind. Also, not every, yeah. not every argument deserves a response. Yeah, you know, they they did a study on that one time and they said that the issue that pastors talk about the most uh, tend to be the things that they struggle <laughs> with the most. And sometimes we can be guilty of that. And sure. I, I, you know, if there's one last thing that I would add in, and I agree with you, uh, it has to be a divine work of God. I think the part that we can play is this, and, I, and I'm, I'm like you, you've spent time in unreached people groups uh, evangelizing. And most of my life at North America, Europe, and, and places, I've seen people save, come mm-hmm. to Christ, grow in their faith. And I think that authentic faith, um, not trying to be something with people, but just out of a genuineness of knowing God and walking with God and letting God work through you and just in that authentic way, mm-hmm. really has a powerful effect with non-believers oh, and people who have walked away from their faith because the images that they have so many times in their uh, in their in their minds and the experience that they've had is people that are just are either harsh or unloving or judgmental. Yeah. And we when you can find the grace of God and walk in the grace of God, 
if there is a way to really help to disciple and help people to grow, mm-hmm. it's when you can discover that and walk in it. And then, and then just as you, just as you're saying, and then you pray and then you have to go, God, uh, maybe the people that I love the most, I'm not necessarily equipped to help bring that change. Maybe that will come through me, but maybe, and many times it will come through other people. But what you do is you pray and faith believing that, listen, the the prodigal son was in the pig pen, yeah. but he came to his senses. And I think that sometimes we pray for people that are far away from God yeah. and the Holy Spirit is always working to bring people back to their senses. Yeah. Psalm 40 states, it says this, it said, I cried unto the Lord and I waited patiently and he inclined his ear to me. Oh. Good. You know, so I think that's what we're talking about here. We're crying out to the Lord and we're waiting patiently. That's not a passivity. Yep. That's a faith-based declaration. I am waiting for your salvation, God. You are going to bring it. And so I think we can end today on that word of hope. John, I know that there are people out there who they're in pain because somebody they know they love has walked away. Would you be willing to just take a moment and pray for those folks? Absolutely. And I would encourage if you're watching today and um, you're, you're listening in uh, and you know of someone that maybe has a loved one that has walked away from the faith and they're praying for them, share this. I, I think that it would really uh, have a great effect in helping to encourage people uh, I really appreciate Mark's honest conversation. We try to be really authentic in the way that we deal with this. And if you're hurting today, you have a loved one that you're you're, you're saying, God, I know I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to be with you one day and spend all of eternity because you're the one that I love. But I also want to see other people go with me, the people that I love the most and people that I maybe don't know the most. I want to see heaven filled and help my life to make an effect. So, Lord... We love you today. And God, we thank you for your incredible grace. You've saved us, Lord, not because of anything that we've done. It was an expression of your gift and your love. We thank you for a Christ that went to a cross and gave his life so that we could experience not just eternal life in heaven, but we experience eternal life right now. And we pray, Lord, for those loved ones and friends and families that we know and love. And right now, we pray that the Holy Spirit would go out, deal with their hearts. I pray, Lord, if there's other individuals that are around them, that you would send people to our loved ones, that they would speak faith. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to speak faith to maybe other people that are prodigals, that their mothers or grandmothers are praying for them. Lord, I pray as the people of faith that we would always be about our Father's business. And God, I ask you today, bring back the one that is strayed, the one that's walked away. I thank you, Lord. You have not left them or forsaken them. And I pray that you would reach to the darkest places and Lord, bring them back home in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. If you're watching today and you feel like you need somebody to pray with you, we would encourage you to call World Challenge. We have people who work in the office, and that is their sole responsibility to talk to people like you, to pray with you. Please take us up on that. In the meantime, if you benefited from the content today, share it. 
go to your favorite podcasting app and, you know, make a comment, like whatever is an option there. Go to YouTube, make comments like and if, you know, reach out to us here at World Challenge and let us know what topics you'd like for us to address. In the meantime, as we get closer and closer to the Christmas season, we pray that the presence of Jesus would fill your heart and your home and that he might be glorified in all that you do in his name. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. As a follow-up to our conversation, we'd like to recommend an episode of the Gary Wilkerson podcast called When You Love a Prodigal. You can find it through our show notes. John and Mark will be back next week for a conversation about creating a positive holiday season. We'll see you then.